What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the center stage. This is Carolina. And I am Ashlyn, and we are so glad that you guys are joining in with us today. We have a lot of amazing topics to go over, so I'm super excited to just get to dive into these and see what you guys think. Yeah, today we actually got some really, really cool questions. Um, usually we go, we do a little bit of a catching up, and as some of you may know, Miss Ashlyn is kind of gearing up to the Olympia, but um, Ash, why don't you tell us a little bit as to just what you are doing right now in terms of your prep or just a snippet so that people know what kind of the last month or what is the forecast for usually your last month of prep leading up to show. And then we can just dive into the questions because these are some really, really good ones. We want to kind of focus on them today so you guys get the most amount of education and input out of out of it all. So let's do it. Yeah. So fill you in a little bit um, on what I've been up to. I mean, I've been, you know, pretty high on the cardio, pretty low on the food. Um, it's, it's honestly been fine. And I know we were before we started recording me and you were kind of catching up a little bit mm -hmm. on what I've been doing. And, you know, like I was, I was talking about just like my energy levels and everything. So I still feel really good. Like I don't feel like death, which is good. Um, you know, I, I just trained back today and I felt, I feel really strong. I'm actually feeling a lot stronger as the prep goes on, which is great. That's awesome. Um, yeah. So everything is going smooth. Obviously I'm pushing really hard, um, to get ready. I, I, I actually like am really, really, really lean in my waist. My waist is like the tiniest it's ever been, especially weighing the weight that I weigh right now. Um, yeah, I saw you posted a little, like progress update. And I know for you, usually this is kind of how tight you get once you start to get low to like the lower, like close to a hundred, right. Or like the yeah. closest to a hundred. So you're still fairly higher up on the scale in terms of like where you're at, which is great news. Yeah. So my, my butt is like obviously a lot bigger. My glutes are bigger. Um, I do still have some fat to lose in my hamstrings, which is mm -hmm. always my problem area. Um, and that usually comes off the last for me. So I am thinking that, you know, sneaking into peak week, I think that that's, um, whenever I'll really start getting, you know, a little bit more dry and dialed in. Mm -hmm. So I will be pushing it. I think, um, especially if I do want to compete at the San Antonio pro, I will be pushing it, but, um, we'll see what happens if I'm not ready. I'm not going to force my body and I'm just going to go. I want to make sure that, you know, Olympia is more important that that's the most important thing right now. So I just want to yeah. make sure that, um, you know, my body is perfect for Olympia. And if I have to, you know, not do the San Antonio pro to make sure that, you know, I come in perfect for the Olympia, then that's what we'll do. So right now I'm just, just doing a lot of cardio. Um, I'm up to 90 minutes right now a day. Oof. So yeah, it's, it's rough, but you know, it's working. I'm seeing the changes yeah. daily. It's super motivating to see the changes. Um, you know, my waist is really, really small. My delts are coming in. I can tell that I've made a lot of progress in my glutes and my delts, mm -hmm. which is the two areas that I wanted to focus on most. Yeah. Um, from, you know, the last time I stepped on stage, I really wanted to bring in a little bit fuller glutes, a little bit rounder delts. So, um, I do think that I'll probably be, I'll, I, I really think that I'll hit my target weight. Um, 
which will be, I think my stage weight might be like 103, 104. Yeah, you'll probably be a little heavier, which is something fun. And and, and that brings me to to the question. I, I have a number of friends, especially like training now at Gold, a number of people that I interact with, and they're always throwing around, you know, like show weight and what's your show weight? What are you going for? What's your show on stage? What's your weight on stage? Sorry. Um, and I have to remind that oftentimes that like, and then of course, everyone starts obsessing on their weight on off season. And you and I have talked about this in previous shows also. It's just like you, yes, you want to make sure to manage that the speed in which you gain weight, right? Or how much or what, but mainly you want to focus on your body composition, right? So I think, especially for you at this point in time, and I can imagine for myself, as I start to put on more mass and when, whenever it is that I get back into prep, you want to focus on, yes, you know, like your overall look, your conditioning level. And I think that the weight that you're stepping on, as long as that weight continues to slowly drop, right? Which is kind of oftentimes associated with reduction in body fat uh, and, you know, Sometimes it won't drop, but understanding that some people might be super, super light. Some people might be a little heavier as their body progresses, which sounds like it's the case now, right? You, you've filled out a little bit. You've put on a little bit of size uh, on the areas you wanted to put out, um, put size on. And then because of that, as a byproduct, your weight might be a little heavier. Yep, exactly. So yeah. I do think that I have definitely uh, put on size from the last time I stepped on stage and the fact that, you know, the recovery process alone, since I was able to take some time off and just let my body recover and rest, Mm -hmm. um, I think has made a huge difference in how my body is responding when I'm training now. So I I think before my body was just a little bit more, you know, run down. It just wasn't responding as well. I felt like, you know, sometimes I would train and I, I felt like I was just going through the motions. I didn't really Mm -hmm. feel like anything was happening. And now when I go train, I feel my body working, which is really good. Yeah. Which is ideally that's what you want as, as some, just someone who works out. And especially if, if this is our sport, um, that's really awesome. And I can't wait to, to, to see how you look like, especially like as you start to get closer and hopefully fingers crossed, you'll be able to step on San Antonio. Um, but we'll see, we'll, you'll keep us posted. Um, on my end of things, things aren't as exciting because of course, as many of of you know, I'm not getting ready for anything right now. I'm just kind of like pushing through an off season focusing on my health, focusing on putting on a little bit of muscle mass. And I, because of it, or as a byproduct, I'm getting to focus on a lot of different aspects of my work. Um, you know, because now there is more time and, you know, I, I just, I've been doing different things. So for those that haven't listened to the older uh, episodes, I did share before that I was started doing Brazilian jiu-jitsu, which is something completely new to me. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, it's really, really exciting. I've been doing it for about almost three, three full months now, and I've completely fell in love with it. I think it's been such a cool combination to have with my weightlifting and surprisingly it hasn't affected my recovery or my muscle development at all, which is really exciting, which tells me a lot about like how the state of my body is in terms of like recovery and um, you know, my, my quality of sleep hormones and things like that. But what that kind of entering that world gave me the opportunity to now start doing a nutrition workshops, which I'm super, super excited. I did my very first one this past Saturday, but right before the holiday and, um, which is right at the, at the, the jujitsu gym. So for those that, you know, are in LA or, 
I guess, even if you go down to like Huntington or stuff like that, it's still kind of close. If you are interested on joining with, uh, our next workshop, I'm going to have one actually on the 25th at 10 a.m. over at Verdum Training Center. And it's literally about an hour to an hour and 15 minutes of the pretty much introduction of lifestyle and sports nutrition, right? So we're covering macronutrients, calories, and what's kind of how to understand the ins and outs of dieting and nutrition and energy balance and all the little um, kind of nitty gritty things that whether you're working with a coach or you are someone who is very mindful of their nutrition protocol, or you have worked with a registered dietitian in the past, and you want to understand a little bit more of like the behind the scenes. Um, I had a really, really cool and, and positive feedback from the past lecture. So I'm very excited to do it again. So if you are interested and you're listening to this podcast, which will air next week, um, you can always reach out to me because there's still going to be one more week for signups prior to uh, the actual workshop. So that's pretty much what I've been focusing on. Um, but why don't we just dive into the questions? Because I think today's questions are really, really cool. And they're all really related to, um, you know, both kind of the stages that you Ash, are kind of going through right now, which are kind of deep into prep and even myself now that I'm out of prep. So it's kind of like the before and after competing and how to deal with all of that stuff, all of the different aspects, mental health, physical health. So why don't you uh, fill us in on what the questions are today? Yes. Um, so we have some really good questions. Um, and the first one that I want to talk, um, talk about is um, this is from a follower named Kelly. Um, would you discourage a client to compete in back-to-back -back seasons if hormones were out of whack? And I think that this is a really good question because a lot of people don't understand um, hormones and bodybuilding going hand in hand mm -hmm. um, and how, you know, the internally, if something is, you know, if your hormones are not in check, um, you know, it can cause a lot of issues after you get done prepping. Um, yeah. so it's really important to make sure that your hormones, um, are in a good spot if you want to continue prepping, yeah. um, you know, doing back-to-back -back shows, you know, or back-to-back -back seasons, um, if your hormones are not, you know, balanced out and you're not, I mean, your body's going to eventually quit responding, um, if it hasn't already. So pushing your body to the limit, whenever you, you know, know that your body, your hormones are not in a good spot, mm -hmm. it's just going to cause so much, um, like negative reactions once you're done with prep. And then basically what will happen is you'll probably just gain a, a lot of weight. And a lot of times what will happen is you won't be able to get it off. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're, you're totally right. And I think that, you know, the bottom line is your health comes first, Right. Yep. And this is speaking from, you know, from a coach's perspective. And I know you and I share the same, 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 you know, I guess, opinion about this and speaking also from an athletic perspective, right? Your health comes first. So guess what? Yes. Is you might be in a place where you're like, oh, if I don't compete in this national show, I'm going to lose my qualification. And I just want to push through it. Like it does not matter because at the end of the day, if you find yourself like when all is said and done, when, when, when the, the spotlight is off is no longer on you. And when you're the prep is done and when, you know, you're done working with the coach or you're going into an off season with the same coach, when your friends are not cheering you on, on stage, 
you have to know that you are doing okay. And, you know, that whether it is physical health or mental health, but specifically in this question, right? When you're talking about your hormones, you're like Ash said, it's your internal health. You want to make sure that that comes first. So oftentimes you have to make the tough decision or your coach has to make the tough decision if they see or he or she sees that, um, you're, you're not right. And you're not in the right state of mind to, to, to pull the plug, pulling the plug is the way to go. So I guess the, to like our long winded answers, no, you shouldn't do a back-to-back season. If your blood work is not healthy, if your levels are not managed, if you're not at a spot where your body can recover through from workout to workout, and then recover from the being on season to coming to an off season you know, um, protocol. Yes, I agree. So to answer the question to Kelly, I would absolutely discourage it. So mm-hmm. I would, I just don't think that it's a good idea. It's too much damage. Um, you know, metabolically, if, if your hormones are, are out of whack, um, you can just mess up your metabolism and then it's just going to be so much harder for you to be able to ever compete again, moving forward. Um, so you just don't want to mess. It's, it's too much damage. You don't want to message it, mess it, mess any of that up. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our next question we have, well, some of these aren't questions are mainly just topics. So mm-hmm. the next topic that we have is going to be, um, mental health during prep. So if you kind of want to touch base on, you know, your perspective on that. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, if you've competed before, or if you've, um, interacted with many competitors, you've either heard the term post-show blues or post-show depression, um, post-show down, um, which can be either associated with just, you know, not having that excitement of like, oh my God, I'm getting ready for something. I have this goal in mind then, or it can just be strictly, you know, the fact that you are now going to an adjustment period and it's hard to see your body change. It's hard to go from this kind of like, um, go, go, go mentality, because you have to fit in the cardio. You have to fit in the, the, the training session. You want to be in your 110% commitment and dedication and effort all the time. And all of a sudden the show is over, everything pumps its brakes. And now you kind of, it's time to kind of put your head above water and, and climb back into quote unquote, your normal life. Right. And, and that can be tough. That can be very, very challenging for, especially first-time competitors, but also for, for many of us. I feel like, you know, Ash and I talked about this here before, before like where we, we have this kind of this transitional period, right? But I think that is really important and someone who has struggled with, you know, adjusting to the way my body changes when I'm putting on body fat again and gaining weight again and just, you know, uh, I having to slow down. I hate to slow down. I like to be busy all the time, all day, every day until my body tells me to stop. But, you know, um, it, it's, I think for me, what, and for some of my clients, what's been very, very helpful in the past is one, having this conversation as to kind of like, all right, what to expect before it happens, right? You, you might, and, and, and really share feelings and say like, if you are feeling X, Y, and Z, I want you to communicate with me. I want you to understand that this is normal. I want you to, and, and just really open, a. um, line of communication, whether it is with my clients or whether it was in the past with coaches that I've had, right? I wanted to know that I was feeling supported um, and that, sorry about that, that I was feeling supported and that 
um, everything was okay. The second thing that really has helped me in the past has been having a goal, right? So you have, first you have your show and that's where the excitement is, but then going into an off season or going kind of like from, from that, or whether you're not competing at all, all together, understanding that like, okay, what's my next goal and giving yourself these little milestones in order to keep your focus, whether it is, you know, first, make sure you're hitting all of your workouts for X number of weeks, and then making sure that you are, um, you know, focusing on whether it is a body part, right? Oh, I want to work on my delts. Like, you know, as you said, you wanted to work on glutes and delts on your little break. Um, you know, so giving yourself these, these kind of guidelines to help you get from point A to point B as you are moving through into your off season might help you get a little bit more focused on the execution of the program, the things that you're benefiting from. Oh my God, I feel stronger, I feel more energized. And that way it takes the, you're not so hyper-focused on my body is changing. I'm not shredded all the time. I don't have abs all the time. I might be holding on to a little bit of water, which are all normal and all expected. And quite frankly, things that most people that are not just literally two weeks out from a show will look like. Yep. You just have to have that little adjustment period. I agree. I mean, a hundred percent with everything you just said. And I think a lot of it is just, um, switching your, your mentality from, you know, from seeing the lines change and all of that, like seeing, seeing daily changes with your, your physique. Um, and instead of doing that, like, because obviously you're not going to, you're going to see that, but like the opposite way, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you're going to be gaining a little bit more fat. You're going to be put, but, but it's healthy. You're, you're doing, this is all healthy for you. And I feel like, you know, it's people need to understand that being like, a show, a show being lean and stuff like that. That's, that's for the stage. Like that's not realistic to put that on yourself and to think that like, that's normal to be that way. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's not, it's not normal to, to walk around, you know, shredded all the time. Like there are people that do that, that are lifestyle, but those people, I guarantee you, that's probably just how their body is. Like they just don't really hold a lot of fat. Yeah. Um, or if they've, you know. they've been doing for a very long time. And, and I think one thing that you just that you just mentioned is super, super important, important and and actually kind of funny because I had this conversation with someone previous. I want to say maybe two and a half to three weeks ago. And it was this guy who was telling me that he has been on a cut and he's been on calorie deficit and he just wasn't really responding super well. But he was determined, determined to the T to get to, you know, below between 10, five to 10% body fat percentage. Right. Um, and he was just like, what do you think? And I was like, well, I think that, you know, everyone has their goals and, you know, kind of like, it's important to, to understand what the process is like. And I, the one thing that I share that he wasn't really happy about, but is the most underweight, not underrated, but what's the word that I'm looking for, but the, the, the un, the unpopular truth, right? I would say about dropping your body fat to that level, whether you are a guy or a girl, is that it's a miserable process, right? Yep. It's, it's very hard. It's very challenging. And it, it's on the body is very taxing, right? So when 
oftentimes you'll have like, I have a lot of lifestyle clients that they, I, I find that they start comparing them, constantly comparing themselves to fitness models or bikini competitors. And I pump them in their brakes very, very quickly. You know what I mean? It's just kind of the idea of like, listen, it's great that you're, I, you know, you're using these people as motivation, as um, kind of like a something to strive for, but understanding that the look that they are holding, like you just said, is very specific to this event that, that they're trying to get to, right? It's not to walk around like that. It's not to, it's not to just go to the beach every day and look shredded. Yes, we all want to look great in our bikini, but you have to remember that there are a number of, of downfalls to, and oftentimes mental and emotional downfalls that come to wanting to get to that low, low percentage, especially with the physiological changes that happen in your body, if you're trying to do that for so long. Um, so for those that, you know, are either looking for a lifestyle change or are new to competing, like Ash said, like this is reminder that this is a very, very time specific look after that, or right before that, that is not exactly what we look like all of the time. Exactly. And I just think that, you know, it's all about mindset and it's all about what goal you're trying to achieve. So, you know, during prep, the goal is to get ready for the stage. That's the goal. When, you know, when you're not in prep anymore, your goal is to get better. So that way, when you get on stage next time, you make improvements and you've actually done something in your off season to improve, to look better than you did last time. So it wasn't a waste, you know, just mm -hmm. doing absolutely nothing in your improvement season. So like just switching your, you know, mental state during improvement season and during prep and just thinking about what is my goal right now? Mm -hmm. My goal right now is to feel good, is to get stronger. That is going to come with fat. You have to put fat on in yeah. order to grow, in order to be healthy, in order for your body to function properly. Um, you know, I think the thing that frustrates me the most, and this is because I'm a coach um, and it's because like, I know how people's bodies respond. And I literally have athletes. They're just lifestyle. Mm -hmm. They eat so much food and they stay lean. And that's just the way that it is sometimes. And people compare themselves to those type of people. They're like, well, this person's staying lean. Yeah, but they don't have to diet as hard as you do to, to get that lean. Yeah, their so, goal is different. Yeah. And it's like you you have to think you have to stop looking at other people and what other people are doing. And I think that that will help so much with people's mental state in mm -hmm. prep and out of prep. Because yeah. When people compare themselves and the way that they look to other people, that's where it usually comes from is the fact that they're comparing themselves. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's usually what it stems from. So when, when you stop the comparison game and you, and you just stop thinking like, well, why does this person get to this? And I have to do this. And it's like, well, it's two completely different DNAs, two completely different specimens. Like y'all can't do the same thing. It's just not the same. Yeah. You're totally you know? right. It's like. Yeah. You know, like, it's just one of those things where you just have to take a step back and be like, well, you know what, in order for me to be that lean, you know, year round, I have to go to a, a really unhealthy fat percentage for myself. Like yeah. I have to really dig deep. And mm -hmm. there's some people that they can stay on 40, 50 grams of fat and they get lean and they don't really have to do a lot of cardio. And you know what? 
you know, it's just one of those things where they're just lucky. And that's just how it is sometimes. So I feel like, you know, you can't compare yourself to people. If there are people that are walking around their stage lean all the time, um, you know, on Instagram and you're like, Oh, well, if that person can do it, then it's doable because it's, they, they seem healthy and they're fit all the time and they're lean all the time. Why can't I do that? It's like, well, why don't we try it and see if we can get your body to respond that way. But most people's bodies, especially females do not get that lean on, you know, high fat. They just don't. I also think it's like, um, you know, I I think we're, we're kind of shifting topics, but is there important topics in terms of, um, you know, comparison and, and, oh, if they can do it, I can do it too. I think people, they, that, that's that kind of like a blanket statement and it, and it's, it is a motivational one. However, you forget, people forget that about a time frame, right? They forget that, okay, if that can person, if that person can do it, I can do it too. But they also, they, they completely throw out the window, the fact that, wait, let me think about how long has this person been training for? How long have they been holding these, you know, dietary habits for? How long have they been trying and, and failing at the process before? Like they want us to, they, they, they want us to provide them with, all right, if that person started from point A to point B, I need to know exactly how they did it from point A to point B. But I also want to squeeze that into a 12 and a half, 12 to 14 week period. Like that's not necessarily the case, right? That's not necessarily true. So I think that, you know, kind of piggybacking into like, stop comparing yourself to other people. It's like, yes, you know, use other people's accomplishments as milestones, maybe for yourself. Like, Hey, I want to get there one day, but be open to the possibility that that process might be longer for you than it was for them, or it might be just as long for you and them, or, you know, might be even faster for you. So you, I think having a time frame and having this, like, I must have this done in 30 days or 60 days or 90 days, that, that thought process needs to go out the window, right? Before you can even say like, all right, And then now you can think about, all right, what are the steps that I need to take in order to achieve what they have achieved? Yeah, exactly. I agree. I mean, you never know how long somebody has been doing something for you. You never know, um, you know, what it took for them to get to where they are. And, you know, like I said before, everybody's body is going to respond differently. Um, And some people have to try way, way, way harder. And some people don't have to, you know, push as hard. And it's just everybody is just different. So I just think that social media has really caused so many people to, you know, second guess what they're doing and thinking that they're not, you know, good enough. And oh, my God, yes. It's just it's horrible. I mean, it's horrible what what we do to ourselves because somebody posts a picture and they look good or somebody posts a video and they look good. But it's like, you know, pictures can be very deceiving and mm-hmm. videos can be very deceiving. Yeah. Like I have seen a lot of people on Instagram and I've seen them in real life and I'm not going to lie to you. Oh, their Instagram is way better than what they look like in real life. So yeah, you're like, hold the phone. I'm sorry. Who are you again? <laughs> it's just, it's just, I, you can't do that. Like you can't put that, that on, on yourself because yeah there's no point. Just work on yourself, focus on yourself. You know, having a coach obviously is going to help you, um, you know, with accountability and just have somebody to talk to, Yeah, um, let you know that, you know, that you're on the right path and that, 
you know, you're, you're doing the thing, everything necessary to get to the goal that you want to get to. Yeah. And I mean, to the topic of, of social media, the last thing, I think that I, I read something uh, two days ago that says kind of like, you need to create an environment that supports your goals or supports the process that you need to go through in order to get to your goals. Right. So what does that mean? It means that sometimes, and I've been in that position you're going to have to unfollow some of the people that you unfollow, whether they're like just motivational pages, inspirational pages, bikini pages, uh, the pro that you really look up to, food pages, like make sure that the material that you're exposing yourself to is going to be conducive to putting you in a positive state of mind, Uh, you know, motivating you in a positive way, as opposed to just feeling like you're putting yourself down, right? Like, stop to think about like, what is the conversation that you have with yourself? And you, you know, we talked about this a couple of episodes ago, like, how do you talk to yourself? Are you, you know, talking yourself up? Are you getting to say, okay, I can do this. You know, you're, you know, you're, you're picking yourself up. You're, if you are comparing yourself to someone, you're comparing it in a positive way, but you're in, you're not putting yourself down, right? Are you reading things that are motivating you? Are you listening to podcasts that are going to, you know, help you Uh, take actionable steps towards your goal. If the content that you are absorbing and and ingesting on a daily basis and exposing yourself to on a daily basis is going to, is making you feel worse about yourself, is making you feel very negative, is making you feel like you're less capable then, then guess what? That content needs to go. Yep. Right? Because- it's, it's a choice. And oftentimes we don't even realize that we're placing ourselves in that situation. So I guess, you know, a little homework from today's episode is that, you know, once you finish listening to this, I, w- I want you guys to go through your Instagram feed and really understand like, okay, what is it that I'm one looking at here on a hours and hours out of the day? Cause let's be honest, we're all guilty of that. And then two, <laughs> right. How does that content make me feel? If it makes you feel like crap, unfollow it, mute it. If it's someone you know and you and you need to mute it, mute them. You don't need to expose yourself to it. Um, and, and watch how that alone puts you in a much better mental state so that you can say be be more, you know, so you can so you you can be more a positive about the challenges that you face, whether they're mental, physical, emotional, um, and, and then so you know, and then take it from there. But unless you create an environment that is conducive to helping you get to your goals, you're, you're setting yourself up for failure, right? You're, you're sabotaging your own process, which is, I know it's, I think one of the topics that we had questions on today. So we'll just jump straight into that if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. One of the, um, one of the topics was self, self self-sabotaging. And I feel like you're, you're your own worst enemy enemy most of the time mm-hmm. um you know most people they they doubt they start to um, let doubt creep in and, and a lot of it is social media based I mean let's be real like you see all these people on social media and then you think like especially if you're going into a show hey I I am the first one to admit when I'm going into a show I am not on social media looking at the other competitors and the other people at all mm-hmm. like I am I will get on there to do my workouts post my stories talk to you guys um you know um you know post post my workouts whatever but that's it I'm not mm-hmm. looking at the other competitors I'm not looking at my competition the only competition is yourself that's yeah. it so yeah. once you start realizing that, and once you stop trying to play the comparison game in all aspects of your life, whether it's lifestyle or whether it's just, 
you know, competing or it, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, you have to start bettering yourself and doing things that are going to help yourself level up instead of trying to be better than somebody else and trying to do things better than somebody else and trying to have what other people have. Um, because the more you start doing that, the more you're just self self-sabotaging yourself, um, without even realizing it. Yeah. And a lot of it is just mental because you're feeding yourself this negative energy. Um, and for what, like all you, all you need to do is focus on yourself, worry about yourself, getting better at whatever it is that you want to get better at and focus on that. And yeah. then you'll, you'll realize that, you know, the more you focus on yourself and getting better, you'll actually start getting better because you're not worried about other people. Yeah. I remember one, um, so, so I think this is the upside, right? The great thing about being an amateur competitor, uh, or remember those days <laughs> that yeah. you, you, d- you don't know who's going to show up. You yep. don't know who's going to the show, right? You have no idea. There's no competitor list. You have absolutely no chance on knowing because people may sign up and decide not to go, or they just sign up the day before. Like there's so much that can happen as a yep. pro. I remember my very first, as I kind of got deep into my season and I was just like, Ooh, I saw that like athletes list was, was a thing and everything was released on social media, like seven days out from the show, like peak week started. Now, you know who you're stepping on stage with. And I realized that like by the second and third show, I was just getting so psyched out because one, I was new to the, to the Federation, right. To, as, as a pro, like you have these girls that you idolize, you know, as an amateur and you're like, Oh my God, I'm stepping on stage with them. Like, and I would get so upset and so freaked out and so nervous. Um, and then I realized that the, more I, and this took me like two years to realize guys. So I am giving you a shortcut to, to better mental, mental health right now. So, um, the, the less I looked at the list, the less I looked for the hashtags, the less I looked for, you know, what my other, like Ashlyn said that what other fellow IFBB pro athletes are doing, the more I was able to focus on myself. Yep on my process, right? Some days I wouldn't like all of the, there was a point in time where I just unfollowed all of the promoting pages, all of the promoters. I unfollowed all of them. I didn't want to know who, like who was on the banner. I didn't want to know who they were excited to see repost from someone else's page. Like I didn't want to know any of it because I realized that the more it's kind of like almost, it's not, I don't want to call it an addiction, but like what it's kind of like eating a piece of chocolate when you have an entire chocolate bar in your fr- in your kitchen. I'm one of those people that if I eat one piece, one little chocolate square, I want to eat the entire bar. Yep. I just always been like that. So I, the chocolate bar, if I know I'm going to eat it, I'll buy a smaller one, I'll eat it all at once. And then that's it, it's gone out of my house. So it's the same thing with the chocolate bar. I just stopped looking at things all together. And then once I've found myself comfortable, um, comfortable enough, feeling secure enough with my process and feeling strong enough mentally, I was like, all right, now I'm ready to slowly reintroduce and re-expose myself to the social media or to the other athletes pages or to the promoters pages. And then from then on, the process has changed for me. Can you imagine what the process was like for like Arnold Schwarzenegger and like before Instagram and Facebook and social media and YouTube channels and all that stuff? Like those guys had it good. They I just, know. they had it good because it was just like, 
And I'm sure the process was so different for, for them because they could just focus on it all. All you know is whoever is at your gym that's also doing the same show and you know what they look like and it doesn't really freaking matter because that what guess what? Their process is different than yours. So I think that, you know, there's no way to just delete Instagram. I'm not telling you guys to get, get rid of social media. This is how we even communicate with you all to begin with. So it's still a great uh, platform, but be mindful and use that to your advantage as opposed to kind of like let it run your day and drive you a little crazy too, for the lack of a better term. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. And another really important thing, um, understanding your triggers are super important with self-sabotage. So a lot of people will buy things, just like you were talking about with the chocolate bar. A lot of people will buy things in their house for whatever reason. Like it's different if you have kids and um, a husband or whatever, you live with somebody else, a roommate. Mm-hmm. Um, and you, you know, you have to have other food in the house because, you know, they're not prepping and they can eat whatever they want. And, you know, you can't, I, I think that it's really wrong to be like, well, none of this stuff can be in the house, you know, uh, uh, not like, you know, allowing other people around you to be, to be able to eat anything just because you're prepping. I don't think that that's right. Absolutely. Because you're making the decision to prep. Like exactly. You you have to just suck it up. But you know, if you live like alone or you have your own part of the cabinet or whatever, um, then, I suggest not buying things that are going to cause you to trigger. Like don't get, don't buy cereal. If you're just going to sit there and pick it apart, don't buy, you know, if you, if you notice that let's say part of your fats are, I always eat cashews. Sometimes I will notice with myself, I will, I will have like two or three extra cashews, you know, because I can sit there and pick at them. Mm -hmm. So for me, once I know that I'm like really hungry, I will, I'll throw away the cashews and I won't eat the, I'll choose another fat. Yeah. I'll throw away the cashews and I'll eat something that I know isn't going to trigger me to want to, you know, start picking at, it's just like, it's like cereal. It's like, Oh, well, I, one, I can have one, you know? Mm-hmm. So self-sabotaging yourself that way and buying things or putting things around you or putting yourself in an environment that's going to cause you triggers to like, you know, go off plan or do whatever. Um, you know, those are type of things that you need to just be really aware of, especially when you're prepping, um, or even, even reversing, that's the hardest part. So if you're reversing, don't be putting all all this junk. Yeah. Don't be putting all this junk into your house, knowing that you're probably going to binge at night, you know, Mm -hmm. at night is the worst thing at night. This is what you need to do. You need to get some calming cacao from Project AD. Uh-huh. You need to literally <laughs> just pass out. Some eat your meal, nuts. drink that, and just go to sleep. Like just freaking go to sleep. Because if you sit there and and you're up all night, if you're a night owl like I am, if you're up all night, you're gonna want to eat food. I mean, it's just that's just how it is. Everybody likes to pick at night. They like to sit there and you know, have little snacks and do all that stuff. So just don't keep it in your house. Don't even like allow, don't, don't set yourself up for failure. Just, yeah, I think, yeah, I I think I agree. I completely agree with you. Um, but I also think like kind of going back, backtracking a little bit, excuse me, to what you said, like, it's not, it's not anyone's fault. You chose to diet and to make yourself hungry and to get on stage. Right. That's great. I mean, like, oh my God, Carolina, how could you say that? Like my husband must be 
the most supportive person on the planet. No, not necessarily. Um, but I think that one of the things that plays into self-sabotage and just like personal development too um, is learning how to set your own boundaries, right? So say, for example, like Ash said, like, all right, you can't, you can't just tell your kids not to eat pizza. You can't tell your kids to not eat cookies or your husband to not want to have pasta whenever you're low carb, right? Or you're carb cycling. But um, what you can do is say like, hey, you know, have, have conversations and make sure that you are sharing with people how, what is hard for you, what you struggle with. Um, maybe, for example, it's like, hey, I know that you, you know, want to eat X, Y, and Z. Would you mind if I had, you know, my dinner before you have that? Because it's really hard for me to smell it. Like, I know it when you're on prep, everything sounds crazy, but these are just some examples that have helped me in the past, right? Or like she said, you know, if you have um, a cabinet, like, hey, you guys, this cabinet is going to be all of my diet stuff. Like, please don't put any of the cookies in here. Like, it's, I'm really trying to be good. And, and it just helps me if I don't have if I have things that are not right in front of me right so you have an assigned area where you just open that cabinet door and you know everything you need to 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 eat is going to be right there so yep. it's just yeah and 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 being okay with the fact that guess what people aren't gonna want that you to be on a diet they want you to be able to enjoy foods and have fun and have drinks when you go out feel okay with saying like hey this is my choice I'd like for you to respect it no one likes to hear that everyone kind of like they, they, they stop on their tracks really fast. Like, Oh, what's her problem? No, you're just asking for a little respect. Um, and that's okay. It's okay to, to want to put your foot down and say like, you, I don't need to bend over backwards. I'm here out with everyone. I'm having just as much fun. You don't need to keep pushing shots at me. I don't want them right now. And even if you weren't on prep and you wanted to say to no alcohol, watch the crowd go wild. When you say like, oh, I'm good. I don't need a drink. Like everyone loses their crap. Right. So is you know, hopefully these are some of some of the things that we have tried in the past, some of the things that we have gone through um, that can help you a little bit. Um, of course, there are a zillion of ways to go about it. But bottom line is you have to one, be OK with the choice that you're making to whether it is going to diet um, or start competing or joining a challenge, like be OK with that choice. Be, be ready to face the challenges and the sacrifices that choice brings upon you, right? Like you're going to have to make some commitments. You're going to have to do make some compromises. And then three, like be okay also, or create the habit and start to practice the habit of setting your boundaries, setting your boundaries with yourself and setting your boundaries with the people that you interact with on a day-to-day -day basis so that they can too, one, be okay with what you're doing and understand like, oh no, she's not being difficult. This is really just, a, this is the process. Um, and you'll see how much easier the, the dynamic becomes. Yep, exactly. And I mean, sometimes you just gotta tell people like, you know, like, I know you don't understand this. <laughs> I know that this is foreign to you and I know you don't understand it. And I know that I'm probably a little, you probably think that I'm a little cuckoo and that's fine, but I really want to do this. This is a goal that I've wanted to do mm -hmm. for a while and I'm sticking to it. And even though I really wish that I could eat with you or drink with you or party with you or whatever, I'm totally content with, you know, sticking to my goals and making sure that I'm staying on track. And all I, all I'm, all I want you to do is support me. So 
Yeah. Most people will understand. Most people are going to be like, okay, I, I support you. I won't peer pressure you, whatever. And sometimes you just have those people in your life that are just assholes and they're just going to, you know, keep doing it. And that's just, it is what it is. And you just either get them out of your life or you ignore them. So you have yeah. to just make the decision you know, stand up for yourself. Don't be, don't be shy. I mean, it's dieting. Like if you go, if, if your boss asks you, you know, Hey, put, put together this lunch for my coworkers. It's like, why don't you just tell them straight up? I would just be like, yeah, absolutely. I just want you to know that whenever we get there, um, I'm going to bring my own food. Is that, is that cool? Like, you know, just, just like, put it out on the table right away. So that way, you know, you get it out on the air, get it out, they know. And then it's just like, it's done with. So that way you you don't feel weird bringing your food and like being like an outcast because I know that it does feel weird. um, But at the same time, you're choosing to do this and that's what you have to do. So you just have to, you know, make the appropriate, you know, decision to just be like, Hey, this is what I'm going to do. I hope you're okay with it. I'm doing a show, blah, blah, blah. I'm dieting, yeah. blah, blah, blah. No, you're it. right. You're right. That was good. Um, I think this is a great place for us to to wrap up. And I think that we touch on so many things just because I was just like, people are going to be like, oh my God, how do I absorb all of this? Um, if you guys have questions um, on the content from today, or if you have questions that you want to discuss with us, we love to getting them. Make sure um, we love to get them. Sorry, I realized that my English just went completely out the window there. Um, <laughs> Make sure to uh, reach out to either Ash or myself or even the center stage page. I know that we haven't um, we hadn't been posting uh, the question boxes there for a little while, but you can um, keep your eyes peeled for that because we're going to be sharing more content through there as well. Uh, But thank you guys so much for joining Ash. Thank you so much for all your insight. I'm always so excited to record episodes with you. Yes, I know. I love getting on here and just hearing all the different um, experiences and just knowledge and everything um, that we can both share and come together. So as always, it was a great episode and we really, really appreciate you guys tuning in and we can't wait for next episode to share more information with you guys. Oh, yeah. Hold the phone. We have a very, very um, important guest coming out next week. Uh, We're super, super excited. So um, stay tuned for that. You do not want to miss out the next episode. We're going to share in our social media as well. So keep your eyes peeled for that. She's awesome. She's incredible. She's done some really, really exciting stuff within the, the, um, you know, competitive community as well as kind of just mental health and wellness. So I can't wait. We'll, we'll leave this as a cliffhanger. So you have <laughs> to go to our pages, our social media next week and find out who the hell is going to be joining us at the center stage on the next ex- episode. Yep. Wait All right, guys. God, I'm excited. Yes. Ash, I'll talk to you later. Guys, have a great weekend and I'll talk to you soon. All right. Sounds good. Bye, guys. Bye.